So we're still on the kingdom of God. Um, this message, <laughs> I'm really ready for. I'm telling you. I want you to get this. We've got to get this like we've never gotten this before. I want you to say this. I have the keys. I have the keys. Say it again. Okay, I'm going to ask you to say that periodically throughout the rest of this message. Say it again. We have the keys. Can you say amen to that again? We have the keys. <clears throat> Throughout this whole series, we've had these two definitions of the kingdom of God. The realm in which God is in dominion and His will is fulfilled, and God's way of thinking and doing. God's kingdom is the way He thinks and the way that He does. There's many kingdoms. There's many, there's many things that people have raised up as like a kingdom within their own heart things that they worship other than God. He said he wants to be worshiped above everything, but he wants you to want to do that. And, um, you know, the, the longer that, I've, that I live, I realize that this world that we live in is so temporary. It's so temporary. And, and I'm, I'm telling you, sometimes I think, Everywhere you look, people think this thing is forever, and it is so, so temporary. But what's not temporary is forever. His kingdom is not temporary. It's forever. He's the same yesterday, today, right now, and forever. And, and I'm born again, and I get to live in forever. Amen? And God wants our focus on forever, but my forever is right here, right now. How about you? Amen? And He wants us so into right now, right now. And we've not been put here trying to figure this thing out. We've been given the keys. We've been given the keys to operate here. How many drove here today? How did you get here? You got here in a vehicle, true? Well, some of you walked, maybe, I don't know. But you got here in a vehicle, you came here in a vehicle, and you got here in that vehicle because you had the keys. If you couldn't find your keys, <laughs> then you had to do something else. Call an Uber from San Antonio. Or the Kerrville taxi. Or a friend. Or somebody, if you couldn't find your key. You can't find your keys. You got the vehicle, but you can do nothing with it. The kingdom is ours if we're born again. It's inside of us. Does the Bible say that? The kingdom of God is within me. But if you don't have the keys to the kingdom, you're not operating with the keys. It doesn't work. Everybody say it. I have the keys. Come on, say it again. I have the keys. I have the keys. I have the keys. Luke 12 and verse 29. And do not seek what you should eat or what you shall drink, nor have an anxious mind. We've talked about this. If you haven't listened, if you've not listened to, the, to this back, I think we've been on the kingdom since June. If you haven't listened to any of these messages, I'd encourage you to go to our app and, or to our, our website, and just you can, they're free, download them, listen to them, whatever you want to do. But I encourage you to listen to this series about the kingdom. 
And what we talked about is that the anxiety that most people live in is because of what they're seeking after. When you seek after the kingdom, there's no anxiety. Seeking after the kingdom and doing the things he wants the way he wants it done does not produce an anxious mind. For all these things the nations of the world seek after, and your heavenly Father knows that you need these things, but seek the kingdom of God. Matthew 6 says, but seek the kingdom of God first. Seek the kingdom first, and then you can work all the other details out. Because, yeah, there's details, but we're no good at seeking those things first, trying to work them out. Things aren't working right in your life. Pull the curtain back and realize and look at the fact, are you trying to do this thing, or are you allowing him to help you do it? That's where all the stress is removed. Quit trying to figure things out on your own. You've got him. You have the Holy Ghost. You don't have to do this on your own. Can you say amen to that? He said, but seek the kingdom and all these things shall be added to you. Do not fear, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure. I want you to focus on this today in, in what the rest of what we're going to talk about. It's, it's my Father's pleasure. It's His good pleasure to give me the kingdom. He, 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 he has... He has great pleasure in me operating in His kingdom now. He has great pleasure in that. The kingdom, the kingdoms have to do with authority. The kingdom is where the authority rests. My, My my definition um, of the kingdom, the realm in which God is in dominion and His will is fulfilled. So when God is in dominion, He's in dominion in His kingdom. His kingdom is in heaven, His kingdom is on the earth, His kingdom is everywhere. Can you say amen to that? His kingdom is everywhere. And His authority... His authority that He has that operates from His kingdom is what you and I have been given. Authority and power are two different things. A policeman has authority to use the power of the United States of America. A policeman has the authority in Kerrville to use the power to enforce certain things. But he knows, that policeman knows, with his badge, he's been given the authority to execute the power. In God's kingdom, you have to know you have the authority, and the power comes from Him. There's no shortage of power. But you've got to know, without a shadow of doubt, that you have that authority. Say this, I have the keys. I have the keys to his kingdom. Can you say amen? Everything that you overcome today is preparing you for tomorrow and eternity. Everything that you operate in authority in and overcome is preparing you for new overcoming opportunities in the future here and the overcoming life that is already out there in eternity. 
Eternity's out there. Heaven is a real place. People are already existing and living in heaven with no resistance like there is here to our faith or resistance to that authority. No false authorities in heaven. It's already working out there. And you overcoming now and realizing the authority that God has given you is preparing you for the future here and for the rest of eternity. Everybody say, there's no end to eternity. (laughs) So we're not living just for a certain time after this life. We're living forever. I don't know about you, but that seems really long. Amen? Matthew 16. And I'm going to actually read this whole story from verse 13 to 19. I'm going to read it in a different translation, in the CEV translation. When Jesus and his disciples were near, verse 13, when Jesus and his disciples were near the town of Caesarea Philippi, he he asked them, what do people say about the Son of Man? The disciples answered, some people say you're John the Baptist or maybe Elijah or Jeremiah or or some other prophet. Then Jesus asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter spoke up, you're the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus told him, Simon, son of Jonah, you're blessed. You didn't discover this on your own. It was shown to you by my Father from, uh, in heaven. My Father in heaven. So I will call you Peter, which means a rock. On this rock, I will build my church, and death itself will not have any power over it. One translation says, the gates of hell shall not have power over it. I will give you the keys of heaven. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. I'm going to say it again. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And God in heaven will allow whatever you allow on earth, but He will not allow anything you don't allow. Keys to the kingdom. The gates of hell shall not prevail against. Now, at verse 19, I'm going to read another verse, um, uh, another verse in a different translation. But before that, I just, I, I got a few things and I want to read another verse before I get to that verse. <clears throat> so, you and I have the authority and the power to overcome. The gates of the city, the gates are where the authorities reside, in in the gates of the city. That's where the authorities reside. He said he's building his church, and the gates will not prevail against it. The authority, the authority of hell will not prevail against what he is building. He's building his church. Not me building mine, you building yours. We're the church, and he's building his church, but he's building it in the understanding and the revelation that he told Peter, you're blessed because you got that from the Father, and now from this revelation, from the revelation of the Father and the authority of the kingdom, I'll build my church, and the gates and the authority of hell will not prevail against what I'm building in my church. We're the church, but we've got to know we have the keys, and the keys are connected to the authority in this world. 
Can you say amen? The authority from God in this world now. Can you say amen? So he's given you and I the keys. Now, I want you to think about this verse before we look at Matthew 16, 19 in another translation. But Matthew 28 and verse 17. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and he spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Then what did he say? He said, Go then, go. And in your going, everybody just pray just for a second. Amen and amen. So Jesus said in this passage here, He said, All authority has been given to me. And then He told us, He told His disciples, which we're His disciples, He told us to now go in His name. So would He send us to go in His name and not have the authority that had been given to Him? Because, see, He came to the earth to receive authority in this life, for us. He didn't come here to receive authority for himself. He already had it. He left the riches of heaven to come to this earth. And as he came to this earth, he came here to accomplish on this planet in 33 years all of humanity's redemption and gain the authority that had been robbed and stolen from mankind before. Luke chapter 4 and verse 5, Look, listen to this, and then I want to make this point. This is Jesus after he was baptized. He had been tempted 40 days by the enemy out in the wilderness. And in Luke 4 and verse 5, the devil taking him up on a high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment time, in a, mo- in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, all this authority... I will give you and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever I wish. Some people say or might say, well, how how can that happen? How, How could the devil say that to Jesus? Because the devil had that authority. Where did he get that authority? He got it from Adam. He deceived Adam and Eve in the garden 4,000 years previous from this time. And he's telling Jesus that if you'll bow down and worship me, I'll give you the authority of all the kingdoms of the world. He had the authority that God had given Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve gave it up. God never took it back. And what the devil was too stupid to understand was the fact that what Jesus had come for was to take that authority back. So here he is offering him something that there's no way Jesus would have taken that. 
There's no way he was tempted to take it. I mean, he had, he, the, the temptation was there, but there's no way he was going to take this. He had gotten, Satan had gotten that authority from Adam, but in this Matthew 16, 19 verse, in the Amplified, I want you to hear this. And he said, and I will give you, Matthew 16, 19 in the Amplified, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind, declare to be improper and unlawful on earth, must be what is already bound in heaven. Whatever you loose, declare unlawful on earth, must be what is already loosed in heaven. Now, I want everybody to look at me when I, before I, I, I finish this today. The devil does not want you to get a hold of this. Many of you that are sitting here today, you know this up here. But God wants this deposited on the inside of you. He wants you living this way all the time. And what Jesus said, and the reason I like this translation, what he said here was this. I've given you the keys. I've given you the authority. And whatever you bind or whatever you allow on this earth must be what is already bound or allowed in heaven. So we need and must know what God says is so. That's why His kingdom is His way of thinking and doing. We have to think like God. We have to do as God does. We have to know these things without a shadow of doubt. Why? Because He has given you and I the keys to His kingdom. Say, I have the keys. He's given you the keys to turn the engine of the kingdom of God on. And He's given you the keys. If He's given you the keys, then He's given you the steering wheel to advance His kingdom forward, but it has to only advance on what He says is so or what He says is not so. What we bind or what we loose, what we allow or what we don't allow, what we say is so or what we say is not so, we've been given those keys on this planet now, right now. But it has to be what He says is so. We've got to see it exactly His way. Can you say amen to that? And he said, whatever. I, I, I'm gonna, I want to go back to the, uh, the CEV in verse 19. And he said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and God in heaven will allow whatever you allow on earth, but he will not allow anything you don't allow. Man, I like that wording. Okay? So, I, I, want you to th- I want you to think of it like this. So, what he's saying is, I've been given the keys to his kingdom, his way of thinking and doing and operating in the earth. And whatever, what does that mean? Whatever. Anything. Anything that I allow to happen will happen if he says that's what I can say. And whatever I 
don't allow, because he said don't allow that, then that's the way it's going to be. If I believe what I say. Now, watch this verse on the screen. You know it. If you've been around here at any time at all, you know this passage of Scripture. And it's Mark eleven twenty three. And Jesus said this, Assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, we know it's not a literal mountain, what he spoke to was a fig tree. What would the mountain be? It'd be any type of obstacle, something that is coming and wants allowance, wants, wants the permission to do something. So here comes some form of sickness and disease and it's coming to Randy's body, and he wants permission to stay on Randy's body. Now, I know in at least 65 different places in Scripture that sickness and disease has no right to the one that knows it has no right in their body. He sent His Word, and He healed us already. By His stripes, we were healed, not will be. Now, we could spend the rest of the service in here, and people could say, yeah, but, but you know, this situation happened, and so, it, it, so I'm unsure of that, okay? So you're unsure of the keys that you have. That's what I'm telling. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying, you know, th- think about it. No, I'm telling you, you're unsure of the keys that have been given to you. Because He created us to drive this machine, but we have to drive it according to His perfect plan. It won't work. People say, well, we're just just waiting on God. I'm telling you, you need to get that out of your vocabulary because God's not waiting on anything but you. He's already done everything. I said, He's already done everything. And He's given you the keys... To put in the ignition of the kingdom, turn the thing on, and move it forward. And every time something that goes against His will wants permission, no. I will not allow that. That's why everything that I say and that I confess every day in my life, everything that I declare and confess every day out of my mouth, that lines up with the Word of God, every declaration that I say every day, what it's building in me is an understanding of the keys and the authority that I've been given. There's a scripture in the book of Psalm that says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness, but He gave authority to the sons of men, the sons and the daughters of mankind. He's given authority to you and I. He's not going to... God gave authority to Adam and Eve and He never took it back and He will never take it back. Not in this dispensation of time. There'll be a new heaven, a new earth, all kinds of things happening, but I'm telling you right now on this planet, the planet's waiting on the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God taking the keys they have, putting it in the ignition, 
and developing within their life the understanding of the authority that God gave us. And until, until that happens, until we are binding and loosing what heaven says we can bind and loose, we are not, until we get to a place where we will not tolerate anything but the will of God with our mouths and our belief system, then the earth will continue to remain in much of the havoc that there is. It's not waiting on God. It's waiting on the sons and the daughters of God to be who God created us to be. And you have to get this. And the devil doesn't want you to get it. He wants to disrupt you. He wants to, he wants to disrupt your mind today sitting in this service. He don't want you to get this. Amen. Mark, did we ever read Mark 11? Did we read it? Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah. <laughs> but he said, <clears throat> whoever says to this mountain, oh, I didn't finish it. Be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but he believes that those things that he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. See, the key to this is not what you say at a given specific time, it's do you believe what you say? See, in other words, have you gotten a hold of the authority, the keys that God has given you? Are you operating the machine of God's kingdom, the way He's telling you to do it, His way of thinking and doing and operating? Are you operating in that, or are you just discouraged? I tell you, this life is not for the faint of heart. I said this to you a while back. It's not easy to live sober. <laughs> it's not easy to live in this life sober. And somebody needs something. I need a little nip or a little of this or a little of that or a little tweak of this or that thing to keep me going, man, because this is a stressful life. Not easy to live sober here. And this life is not for the faint of heart. But I'm telling you today, the kingdom is ours. It's His good pleasure to give us the kingdom. And the problem is, the first part of Matthew 12, or Matthew 6 and Luke 12. Don't seek after what you're going to eat. What are you going to wear? How am I going to pay my bills? What about my future? What about, what if I lose my job? What about this thing, that thing? You cannot live that way. You can't live that way. Because it will stress you out to the max. And he said, he included not seeking after those things with an anxious mind. They go hand in hand. But seek first my kingdom and my righteousness. All the stuff will be added and you'll be stress-free. Stress-free. God's told me over and over and over again, Bert, you have to live free of stress. No stress. 
No worry, no care. Because every time you take the care of something, you're hindering the advancement of my kingdom in you. Did you hear what I said? Every time you take a care, you try to work it out yourself without Him. You are hindering the advancement of the kingdom of God inside of you. Because now your focus is taking off the kingdom, and how am I going to fix this, or how is this going to work out? It's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> you know what? I say this all the time, and sometimes I get the words backwards. But the kingdom of God is very, very, very simple to understand. But it is very, very, very difficult at times to implement. It's very simple. And you know what's difficult? Is that most people, they start it, then they stop it. They pray for a while, then they don't pray. They do this for a while, and then they don't do it. They try it for a while, and then they don't do it. That's what makes it difficult. But if you just remain consistent, you just remain faithful, even when you don't feel like it, even when you don't feel like coming to church, even when you don't feel like declaring and confessing the Word, even when you don't feel like developing greater revelation from God's Word, even when you don't feel like it, just keep doing it. Just, just do it. You know, you get discouraged, you throw something up against the wall, you know, you may, you may scream at God. God's not freaked out about you being mad at Him or frustrated with Him or frustrated with it. It's not easy to live this life. Oh, but the rewards. Because see, what I overcome today I'm setting myself up for tomorrow in this life and then overcoming and living a fulfilled overcoming life on that side. I don't want to get over on that side and look back here and think, oh, man, I did that so horribly. If I just would have known, well, I know. I don't have any excuse. How about you? I know what to do and to advance. I'm not saying I know how to do it perfectly. I don't have it all the revelation, but I'm advancing and I'll never stop because it matters how you finish this race. It matters how you finish here. And you will not finish strong without the revelation that the keys are in your hands. They're not in God's hands. No, God gave the keys to us. They're His keys. This is His earth. <laughs> All this stuff is His. It's His Word. It's His Spirit. He's given it all to us, and now we've got to do something with it. Holy Spirit, the Helper, is here to help us. He won't do it for us, but He'll help us all along the way if we'll just constantly yield and turn to Him. Now, I want to end this today with these several challenges, Okay? There's many times that everybody say prayer is really good. You, you can't advance in life without prayer. But there comes times, and you see it in Jesus' ministry, when it was time to operate in authority and make demands. Make demands. And I'm just, I'm just reading the, I just wrote these down. You won't see them on the screen. I just wrote these down. These are just three that I remembered. You remember the story about Peter's mother-in-law. Jesus was preaching in the synagogue. When we go to Israel, we canceled our Israel trip. When we go to Israel, 
the, there's the framing of the synagogue where Jesus preached in, and then there's a church now where Peter's house was. They know the foundation. You go in the church, and it's all glass, and you look down in there, and there's the foundation of Peter's house when Peter lived there. So we know that's Peter's house, and there's a church there now. So when we go to Israel, when we can get free to get to Israel, everybody say, it's coming. Glory to God. Freedom is here in Jesus' name because of what we say. Amen? So he's coming out of the temple. He goes into Peter's uh, uh, mother-in-law's house. And, um, and <clears throat> he didn't stop and say, we need to have a prayer meeting. No, what did he do? He rebuked the fever, and the fever left. And she got up and fixed him dinner. Why? Because he operated in the authority that God had given him. He operated in the authority that he had to learn as a man that he had. He had the keys, and he went in there, and what did he do? He bound, he loosed, he did not permit that to stay in her body. Leave now in Jesus' name. He didn't use his name, but that's what he was saying. Now we have his name to do the same thing that he allowed. Those are the keys. Can you say amen? You know the story about the man at the pool of Bethesda. He had been in a condition all these years. He couldn't find, he had all kinds of excuses and couldn't find people to get him in the water at a certain time because there was some kind of miracle that was happening and people were getting well if they got in the water at the, at the right time. But Jesus looked at him and he said, what? Let's all hold hands and intercede. Uh-uh. No. What he said was, take up your bed and walk and immediately. He said, take up your bed and walk, and, and it says that he, just let me have your hand, said he grabbed him by the hand, and he pulled him up, and he picked up his bed and stuff, and he walked off. Thank you. Because he commanded that to happen. Because he has the keys, he has the authority, and he knows he can do it. Yeah, but pastor, what does that have to do with me? All authority was given to him. He gave it to who? The church, which is who? His body in the earth. I'm going to say it again. He gave all authority. The Father gave all authority. Ephesians 1, starting with verse 20, 21. The Father gave Jesus all authority. Jesus gave it to the church, comma, which is his body. To the church, which is his body. All authority was given to Jesus. Jesus gave it to the church, which is his body. He gave it to the church, which is his body. He didn't take the authority and, and hoard it and keep it to himself. I'm not going to tell anybody. No, he went everywhere telling everybody. To the church, which is his body. Say, I'm the body of Jesus Christ. I'm the body, you're the body, we're the body, we make up the body, and the body, the true body of Jesus Christ, has the authority. We've got to operate in. Everybody say, I have the keys. You and I have the keys 
to God's way of thinking and operating in the earth, and we've got to exercise it every single day. And what you'll realize is you cannot take a break from exercising it because what's so difficult is there's such resistance to seeing it work and operate. That's what's difficult. Yeah, Pastor, I've tried it. Trying doesn't get it. I'm sorry. Man, I've already said that myself. I've already I got the t-shirt and everything. Huh? The pants, the hat. I tried it. Trying doesn't get it. Everybody say, I'm a doer. We're a doer of operating God, the way God thinks and the way God operates in the earth. We're doers of that because I have the keys. I have the keys. Blessed are you, Peter, because flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you, but my Father in heaven, and on this rock, I will build my church that the gates of hell will not prevail against. Satan stole the authority, Jesus brought it back, and now those gates of hell that try to convince all of mankind that they're more real and more powerful than God are liars. I have the authority. What I say goes, as long as what I say is what he says. Don't misunderstand that. I've, I've heard many people through the years leave that part out. I've heard many people through the years that had confidence and had real strong faith in God leave it out, and pride sets in. I'm telling you, what goes out there is what I say, as long as what I say is what He says is so. We're joint heirs with Him. we got to work together with Him. That's why everything that I say every day, it's coming to pass. Everything I say every day, that I'm renewing my mind, I'm strengthening myself, that I have the keys to the kingdom, all of those things are coming to pass. I'm seeing so many things happen and manifest in other people's lives that I can't, you can't take credit for that because it's not because you prayed, it's because of what he did. But I enforced what he did because I have the revelation of that. And so people's lives are changing. People are getting saved, healed, delivered, and set free all over the planet. I don't care what the media or anybody else, turn the media off. It's not what they say go. What we say goes. As long as what we say is what he says is so. You know why that's so important? Because if I'm listening to them and I'm trying to implement authority, but I'm listening to them, then what I might do is take the word and use it against one of them. That's demonic. Mm -mm. I don't care. I don't care if... Adolf Hitler was alive today and we were dealing with Adolf Hitler, my responsibility is not telling the whole world how bad he is. My responsibility is praying that he come to his senses. And you know what? Most people don't believe that. Maybe even most of you sitting in here today. I'm saying most people don't believe that. And for a long, long, long time, I didn't either. But today, because of the effectiveness of my prayers and the people that I pray for, 
I've, I've set it up. God's shown me how to pray for all of the whole political system in the United States of America, and I pray for it every single day. Every day. The whole political system. So the political system is changing. What it's doing is it's changing to look more like the kingdom. And yet, if you look out there, it looks anything but the kingdom. I'm praying for the whole political system to look like the kingdom of God. And you know what? I have what I say. I have what I say. Did he say? Did he say we can have what we say? Did he say that he, the authority that was given him, he gave it to you and I? He gave it to you and I. The authority that was given to him. We're the church, which is his body in the earth. So what God needs is us acting like Jesus was acting when he was on the earth. Do you ever see him ever rejecting anybody? No, because he was here to see the lame and the screwed up delivered. <laughs> that's a Texas term that's not in the Bible. That's what he came to do. To set all those who are messed up in their thinking, straight. I, that's why I have to be here. <laughs> I have to be here on planet Earth. Earth needs me. How about you? You know why? Earth needs me because I'm spending every day time, first and foremost, to know what He thinks so that I'm implementing what He says to do and it's benefiting the whole Earth. Listen to me, the more you do that, the more fear comes against you, the more fear tries to attack your mind in every different way, tries to discourage you, tries to tell you this isn't working, there's no way you can do that, you don't have that, oh, no, no, wait, no, no. Did, did, he, did, <laughs> did he do that to Jesus? He tempted Jesus with all that. Telling Jesus, I've got the authority, and at the moment when he tempted him with that, he had the authority, but not for long. And now, I have it. Everybody say, I have it. Everybody say, I have the keys to the kingdom of God. They're yours, they're mine, and we're operating in it. And we will not tolerate this anymore. I know my message has gone a little long this morning, but i got to read this last passage to you because this is the church in the book of Acts in that place of authority. Now, Peter and John... Acts 3 and 1. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, when they laid da- the, uh, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms? He was a, he was a beggar there at the temple. And fix, fixing his eyes on him, With John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. What I do have I give to you. What I do have I give to you. And what was that? 
the authority that in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Did we see Jesus do that? Did we see Jesus do that with the man at the pool of Bethesda? He did the same thing. So, so Peter just did the same thing that Jesus did. See, now, we're the church, which is his body now, because he's now at the right hand of the Father in all authority, power, and dominion representing us so we can do whatever he did, he said, and even greater things because now he's gone to the Father. He's there in all authority, dominion, and power. And they said to him, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately, immediately, and immediately, and immediately, his feet and ankle bones received strength. Listen to me. It's not about the act. It's not about what kind of a healing. It's not about what kind of a situation that changes. It's not about that. It's not about it. There were many, many people say, well, you know, that that was Jesus. There were many, many, many people in in that land, in the places that he went, that the Bible says he could not heal. Well, I don't know about that. Well, I'll show you. There's, there's at least a half a dozen places where it says he didn't heal and others that say in the literal he could not heal. He couldn't heal. He wasn't healing because he was the son of God. People were being healed because it was the will of the Father and he was the anointed son of man that believed that what he said, because Father said, say it, it was going to happen exactly the way Father said. So it's no different for us. We've got to take the authority that God has given us, and we've got to work this out in our natural minds and not give place to the lies of the enemy that he still has authority, that his kingdom's out there, still, he, they still, they're still strong, they're still stronger than God. It's all a lie. It all boils down to my, this is my last statement, maybe. It all boils down to this. I'm in authority. I'm in authority. You're in authority. We have to believe we're in authority. And what goes on on the planet, what goes on here, is what I say is so. As long as what I say is what he says. And if we got that down, and we keep implementing, and we stay faithful, and we don't quit, he said, those that don't quit, they will reap. That's me. I'm a reaper because I'm not a quitter. I'll say it again. I'm a reaper because I'm not a quitter. Amen? I'm a reaper because I'm not 